You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Three, two, one... But I've worked it out. I love to listen to your podcast. Whenever you say something, other people react to it. Taking my breath away, Aaron. Fern Lundquist joins me. Hall of Famer Jim Calhoun. NASCAR icon Dale Welcome Earnhardt in, Jr. Episode Kirk Street is on the phone. Seven yeah. the podcast. This week, the Air Force Sports Podcast. Yeah. It is oh, Friday, September second, two thousand twenty-two. People, I hope everybody's doing well. I hope everybody is having a great day. I hope everybody is ready for the FFE, the Fun Friday edition of the Aerator Sports Podcast. And we got to call it the FFFE, the full Fun Friday edition of the Aerator Sports Podcast because we got so much to talk about, okay? So first of all, I've been teasing some announcements for a while. We're going to open the show with those announcements Allow me to indulge you for about five to ten minutes just so I can tell you all the fun things that are going to be going on here with Aaron Torres uh, Media, the Aaron Torres Podcast, all that good stuff. But then we'll get into the meat of the show, and we got a lot to talk about. We're going to open, obviously, week one college football. We are going to get to the preview. We'll talk about Ohio State, Notre Dame. We'll talk about Oregon, Georgia, Utah, Florida, Cincinnati, Arkansas, LSU, Florida State, We got great college football coming up over the next four days. Cannot wait to discuss with you. From there, take a quick break. We are going to come back, and we are going to talk about this story that seemingly came out of nowhere as the college football playoff by the end of today could be expanded. It appears as though the school presidents... Uh, are set to do it themselves. They're not even waiting for the commissioners. They're not waiting for Greg Sankey or Kevin Warren. It appears as though we could potentially have college football playoff expansion right now, today, by the end of the day. And finally, I know on on Fridays we normally wrap Aaron right, Aaron wrong. Today, we're going to push it back to next week because uh, there's so much going on. And we did get, uh, you guys know we love the coaching rumors on this show. We got our first pseudo-credible Urban Meyer rumor of the year, courtesy of Dan Patrick. Uh, It's not even week one, and we already have Urban Meyer rumors, so we're going to discuss all of that. Busy show, fun show, but as I said, if you guys and girls can give me about 10 minutes to indulge you and tell you about a bunch of different things that have popped up here for the Aaron Torres podcast, Aaron Torres Media, uh, and all of the things that I have been doing, I have been telling you for several weeks There are a bunch of new announcements, and I want to get all of them to you today. Would have liked to spread them out. That's not how it happened, but that's okay. And let me kind of just tell you where I'm at. So first of all, it's it's funny to me, interesting to me to think about, um, you know, a year ago where we were. Obviously, this podcast was owned by another company, a company I really enjoyed working for, decided to branch out on my own uh, and do my own thing. Year one was really successful. We did a lot of different stuff. Uh, But I do feel like year two, we are going to take this thing to another level. And the first announcement, the announcement that has me so fired up, is that we have a brand new presenting sponsor for not just the Aaron Torres podcast, but Aaron Torres Media, all the podcasts under my umbrella, some other stuff that we are going to be doing this fall and college basketball season, which, which I will give you details on as these fall and, and winter go on. That new sponsor, that new presenting sponsor is Betfred Sportsbook. They are the official presenting sponsor of the Aaron Torres podcast and all things Aaron Torres Media. 
Betfred is one of Europe's biggest sports books, started in 1967 by Fred Doan. They are now in the U.S. and have hit the market in a big way as the official betting partner of the Denver Broncos, Colorado Rockies, and now the Cincinnati Bengals. And they're currently licensed in Arizona, Colorado, Iowa, Maryland, Louisiana, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Washington, and soon to be Ohio. More importantly, and I truly believe this and I sincerely mean it, they are the perfect partner for us at Aaron Torres Media. They're a book that does more for their betters than anywhere else from in-person events with betting competitions, weekly promotional offers that fit your betting size and patterns, and the personal touch you won't get anywhere else. Betfred gives you more. Betfred betters have thrown out the first pitch at Rockies games. They've tailgated at the Broncos, you know, Broncos Stadium at their games. They're going to have a big uh, suite at the Arizona State football game this weekend. Betfred takes care of their customers like no other sports book. And when you play at Betfred, I should mention, no one gives you more free bonuses than Betfred. The more you bet, the bigger bonus. It is the perfect sports book for Aaron Torres Media and the Aaron Torres Podcast. We could not be more excited about them joining as our official presenting sponsor. And oh, by the way, as a quick thank you, just because Betfred likes me and they like you, bet any, bet $50 on any college football game this weekend. Get $250 for new signups in Colorado, Arizona, and Iowa. Learn more at BetfredSports.com. But I just want to reiterate, okay? Betfred Sportsbooks is Betfred Sportsbook is one of the biggest sportsbooks in the world. Over 1600 shops in the UK. They've been around for 50 years. They have come to the United States and they targeted the Aaron Torres podcast and Aaron Torres Media as one of the partners that they want to be in business with. And so this is not an ad read. This is me just being blunt. I can't thank them enough for finding me. And I cannot wait to get this thing going because when I tell you that we're going to do huge things with Betfred Sports and the Betfred Sportsbook app, let me tell you, we are going to do huge things. But more importantly, not, not more importantly, as importantly, I can't thank you guys and girls enough for your support. They see what we're building here at Aaron Torres Media. They see the reaction to the Aaron Torres Sports podcast and they targeted me because of you. So very quickly, I want to thank Bedford Sportsbooks. I cannot wait to start working with them. Again, over 1,600 locations in the UK. They have come to the US, and they want in the Aaron Torres business. So thank you, Bedford Sportsbook. Cannot wait for them to be our presenting sport sponsor. But thank you guys and girls for all of your support. I should mention, we got more announcements, okay? So part of why we're bundling this all together is because as of Monday, or Tuesday really, after the holiday, thanks to Betfred Sportsbook, we have some, I don't even want to call them changes, we got some improvements to this podcast. First of all, the, first of all, the content is not going to change at all, okay? Nothing is going to change about this podcast. But what I have decided to do, at the request of many of you, the Aaron Torres Sports Podcast is going to five days a week starting on Tuesday. Now, next week it will obviously be four, but after that, five days a week during college football season, I just feel like there is way too much going on in football, in college football specifically. We're going to get into college basketball season. We talk NFL sometimes. There is so much going on that I feel like I got to do five days a week. So from now on, Monday through Friday, you will get brand new episodes of the Aaron Torres Sports Podcast. I do think outside of that Monday show, now that Monday show is always jam-packed. It is always jam-packed, and that one might be a little bit lengthier, a little bit meatier, a little bit beefier, whatever verbiage you want to use. Get your head out of the gutter. But outside of that, I think the episodes will be a little bit shorter, right? Like right now, they're three, three segments, 45 minutes to an hour. I think the Monday episode might be a little bit longer. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, probably a little bit shorter, 30, 35 minutes. I know you guys and girls like other podcasts. I understand you listen to other people. I just want you to have a new Aaron Torres podcast in your feed every morning to get your day started off well. We'll get you in and out 30, 35 minutes, talk about the topics of the day. I think this show is about to do big things. So speaking of which, on top of big things, one other announcement and then another announcement and then we'll get to the show. On top of Betfred Sportsbook being our official partner, our official presenting sponsor, on top of the fact that we're going to five days a week, we are also going to video full-time on the Aaron Torres Podcast YouTube channel. And again, this is you guys and girls. This isn't me, okay? 
I, I, I do some stuff. I think I do it pretty well. But it's because of you guys and girls. It's because of who you are and who you've shared with and who you tell about this show. Not only has this show grown as a podcast, the YouTube channel is up to almost 13,000 followers now, okay? And, it, and we're only sharing clips of the show. And we're only sharing audio, not video. So come Tuesday, on top of us being five days a week, we are going to also have all shows available on YouTube, full shows starting at 9 a.m. Eastern every time. So if you're driving into work, you need something to listen to, download the podcast, but then also make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. You'll get full episodes there. We'll also do the clips like we've always done because a lot of people like the clips, the shorter stuff. So five days a week, make sure you're following on YouTube. Those are three really big announcements. And I do have one final announcement And because I'm a man of the people, we are giving away money on this podcast, okay? So here is the other big announcement. The NFL season is coming next week. You probably heard. We are doing an NFL pick'em as part of the Aaron Torres podcast. How about this? Every week, you pick every game, just winner and loser. Every week, we have a winner that gets $100, and then the winner for the season gets a $1,000 cash prize. So $100 every week, $1,000 cash prize. Let me give you some details here. NFL season is just around the corner, and wouldn't it be nice to join a pool with your buddies and have all those important bragging rights while making a little bit of money? If you remember the last March, I promoted Bracket Fanatics during March Madness, and I am glad to let you know they are also now supporting the NFL regular season and playoffs in a tournament format. So we got Bracket Fanatics. It was for March Madness now. They are doing an NFL pick'em for the regular season, and we'll get to the playoff at some point. And the Aaron Torres podcast will have a pick'em challenge all NFL season long, sponsored by our friends at Bracket Fanatics. Anyone can sign up and participate. This is an important part. You can sign up for free. Sign up for free simply by going to bracketfanatics.com, click join the bracket, type in Torres, and you're automatically entered. I'll also provide a link in the show description, so if you're obviously downloading this on Apple or Spotify, there will be a link in the show description, and the sign-up will be tagged on my Twitter account, at Aaron underscore Taurus. So how about that? Free to enter, $100 every week, $1,000 cash prize. Let me keep going. Once you get into the pool, again, I just said it, all you have to do is make your picks each week. And each weekly winner will get a $100 cash prize. That's right. Every single week, a brand new winner. And then at the end of the year, we will also give a $1,000 cash prize. A $1,000 cash prize. I'm just giving money away. I'm like Oprah. To whoever gets the most correct picks, the best part. And this is really cool. Even if you sign up late, you can enter in week seven and still be eligible for the individual weekly prizes. So that's what has me fired up about this. Sign up now get ready for week one, but if you get in late, tell a friend, whatever, they can come in later and sign up for Bracket Fanatics as well. I'll be providing weekly updates on winners for this show, so make sure you're paying attention. Oh, and here's the other thing. If you want to start or join your own bracket, you can do that as well. With Bracket Fanatics, you can determine the the pool fees and payouts. You yourself can handle the payouts or have Bracket Fanatics collect and distribute pool entry fees and payouts yourselves. Here's the other thing. Like the Aaron Torres Pod Pickup Challenge, you can just make your own challenge and set it for free. On top of that, there is another bonus. Besides tracking wins and payouts for every player, Bracket Fanatics allows you to send or receive bets on any game with any player in your bracket using Bracket Bucks. While fantasy football is fun, it does require a lot of time and only a few players collect a payout. With Bracket Fanatics, you can invite your friends and peers who want the social networking experience and send a little smack along the way all while having an opportunity to win each week of the season. Go to BracketFanatics.com to start your own bracket. Join the Aaron Torres Pod Pick'em Challenge. The link is in the show description. Every week, we get at we get one winner, $100, and on the season, the most wins collects you $1,000 cash prize. BracketFanatics, BracketFanatics.com, Pool Torres. Whew! That was a lot for an opening segment. How about that for an opening segment? As I said, I didn't want to do four conversations, four announcements at the start of the show, but it just worked out that way, right? We're heading into week one, uh, and if I can reiterate something that I've said two, three, four times, it's that 
you know, I couldn't do all this without you. So I appreciate all of your guys' support, all of your guys' and girls' support. Uh, I appreciate you letting me explain everything that's going on, but I am so excited. Excited for Betfred Sportsbook as our presenting sponsor. Excited to go to five days a week on this show. I promise the shows will be a little bit shorter. On top of that, we will also be on YouTube full-time. And, of course, BracketFanatics.com, the Aaron Torres Pod Pick'em Challenge. $1,000 cash prize, $100 weekly winners. Whew. All right, I want to take a quick break. Going to come back, and when I do, when I do, our week one preview. Let's get into it. Notre Dame, Ohio State, Georgia, Oregon, on and on. Take a quick break. Be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, everybody, I'm back. Good to be back, good to be back. Uh, first of all, thank you all again for allowing me to kind of indulge a little bit to lead the show. Promise we are not going to be doing 11, 12 minutes on anything other than sports to lead the show going forward. But listen, today's a great day. Today is a great day. One, Betfred Sportsbook. We are so fired up to have them as our official presenting sponsor. And two, it's just a great day for the company. Cannot thank all of you enough for your support. Cannot thank you all enough for everything you do and cannot tell you how excited I am for the present and future of this show. The best is yet to come. I am so excited. Uh, And so, yeah. So, yeah, just let me get that off my chest and now let's get to the good stuff, right? Because week one of college football is here and I'll tell you this, man. You know, we do this whole thing of what's the best weekend in sports and is it March Madness? Is it Super Bowl? Is it AFC, NFC championship game? I'm not going to sit here and say one is definitively better than the other, but what I will say is the first weekend of full weekend of college football, Labor Day weekend, you start on Thursday, we had games last night, we have games tonight, the big ones on Saturday, Sunday, LSU, Florida State, Monday, Clemson, Georgia Tech, it's just a great time to be a sports fan and a great time to be a college football fan and we know what the big games are, we've been talking about week one forever So let's go ahead and let's kind of preview some of these games. Let's start with the big one, the one we're all excited about, Saturday night in the horseshoe, Ohio State hosting Notre Dame. I think the one thing that stands out to everybody, Ohio State is currently a 17-point favorite in the Betfred Sportsbook, and I think it's with good reason, right? And I think what's interesting to me about this game is that the two most interesting stories kind of collide to set up why I believe that there is a 17-point spread between these two teams. The reason is pretty straightforward. One, on the Notre Dame sideline, first game of the Marcus Freeman era officially. I know technically he coached the bowl game, but it was weird. He gets the job, reshuffle the staff, some guys leave, uh, most guys stay, Oklahoma State, whatever. I don't really care about that. But Marcus Freeman is the head coach. But I think more interestingly, and I think the storyline that we are going, I think when I talk on Tuesday about this game, We're going to be talking about one thing and one thing only. It's going to be the Ohio State defense. I think the Ohio State offense is awesome. I'm not going to, you know, bury the lead. I think Ohio State wins and I think they score a lot. The question becomes, what about that Ohio State defense? That Ohio State defense that last year in the final two games get beat up by Michigan in the, you know, the game to decide the Big Ten East. They go to the Rose Bowl. They put up 45 points but give up 42 to Utah. And so what strikes me about this game is that Ohio State revamped its entire defensive staff, brought in Jim Knowles from Oklahoma State, and we're going to know right away, on Monday, on Tuesday, 
is Ohio State a national championship contender? Because if they win this game 45-38, to 38, I think we're all sitting there saying it's deja vu all over again at Ohio State. Defense can't stop anybody. They got to outscore everybody on offense. But if they win 45-14, to 14, then we're sitting there saying, wait a second now, defense is improved, offense is explosive, can this team beat Alabama? Can they beat Georgia? Can they win a national championship? And so we're going to find out right away. Now, in terms of the game itself, what I should say is this. With the defense, with the improved defense, we're going to find out because this is a defense that Ohio State, this is an offense from Notre Dame that Ohio State should should have success against defensively, right? If you remember, I forget if it was the Nebraska conversation or what, but I, I, I hearkened back to my high school football days, and I talked about the time that our high school football coach said, if we do not physically kick the you-know-what out of this team, I'm calling out of work on Monday. Well, that's kind of where Ohio State should be defensively because if you look at this Notre Dame team, I know it's Notre Dame, I know they're in the top five in the country, but this is a team that Ohio State should be able to take care of defensively. Why is that? Well, it's because while everybody is focused on the fact that Marcus Freeman is a first-year head coach, and I think that's important, and I like Marcus Freeman, I think he's going to be really good. What I think not enough people are, are realizing is everything that he lost off of last year's team. Third straight year, we're going to have a, a, a third different starting quarterback. Jack Cohn was the starter last year. He has gone Tyler Buckner in. Notre Dame is going on the road to the horseshoe, 100,000 fans in Columbus with a quarterback who has thrown 35 career touchdown passes for 298 yards, three touchdowns, three interceptions. That is the guy that is walking into the horseshoe that is supposed to be able to beat Ohio State. On top of that, Notre Dame lost a 1,000-yard rusher in Kyron Williams. They also lost uh, their best wide receiver, Kevin Austin, to the NFL. Their best returning receiver is coming off knee surgery. Now, they do have a very good tight end in Michael Meyer. Uh, And that offensive line, which has been kind of a stalwart for Notre Dame forever, it's a little bit banged up. One of their all-American caliber offensive linemen is less than 100% Jared Patterson. And so when I look at this game, when I break it down, when I look at what pick I'm going to make, I like Ohio State for a few reasons. Now, one, this is the exact kind of offense, even though Notre Dame's top five in the country, this is the exact kind of offense that if your defense is improved, it should show up right away. And then two, I just don't think Notre Dame can stop Ohio State offensively, okay? And it's not a Notre Dame sucks. It's not a Notre Dame is overrated thing. But if you go back to last year, Notre Dame was pretty good defensively but they couldn't stop the pass against good passing teams. Last year in the bowl game, over 400 yards or right around 400 yards allowed to Oklahoma State. Uh, North Carolina with Sam Howell, who's now in the NFL at quarterback. They gave up right around uh, 350 yards to North Carolina, right around 300 yards to Purdue, which always has an elite passing attack. And so if you look at Notre Dame, they were good defensively, but when they went up against good passing offenses, really did struggle Well, Ohio State had the number one passing offense in college football last year. They have the potential number one pick in the next NFL draft in C.J. Stroud at quarterback. Jackson Smith and Jigba is the best wide receiver in college football. And obviously we saw in the bowl game, while they do lose Garrett Wilson and they do lose Chris Olave, two top 15 picks, they also have Marvin Harrison and Emeka Abuka at wide receiver and should not miss a beat. When I look at this game, I'll give you my prediction straight up. You know, as I said, the Bedford Sportsbook, the over-under is 17.5. I actually do like the over of 59 a little bit more for this reason. I think Ohio State puts up 40-plus points. I think it's somewhere in the neighborhood of 44, 45, 48, somewhere like that. I think Notre Dame struggles. I do think they move the ball a little bit. And I do think they probably get a few points late when the game is long over. My pick is the over. My official, um, you know, my official score prediction, Ohio State 48, Notre Dame 20. So Ohio State in that scenario would cover, but I really do like the over. I do think Ohio State wins going away. Second game uh, that everyone's excited about, I don't think we're going to have nearly as many points, and that's obviously Oregon and Georgia. That game is in Atlanta. Betfred Sportsbook, 17 points in that one. And again, we know what the conversations are about this game. Georgia, as we talked about on Wednesday's show, we're going to find out, is Georgia that Alabama-type program that it doesn't matter who they lose, how many draft picks, they just keep on rolling? Because if there's ever a year where Georgia should take half a step back, it probably is this game, right? It probably is this game. 
where they've lost 15 players off last year's team, five first-rounders in off of the defense, uh, their two best run, running backs, uh, their, best, their most explosive wide receiver transferred to Alabama. If Georgia's going to take a step back, this should be the game, although, again, they recruit at such an elite level, I don't know that it matters. The, the, the stat or fun fact that I love sharing about Georgia is that despite all that they lost on defense, it is worth noting their three-star players, Nolan Smith, the former number one recruit in America in his high school class, Keely Ringo, a cornerback, Jalen Carter, a linebacker, both projected to be first-round picks. So don't feel too bad for Georgia. And then I think from the, the, the Oregon perspective, what's interesting is, again, we talked about with Ohio State Notre Dame. If you're going to slow them down, this is how it happens. Well, if you're going to slow down Georgia, it is worth noting, we all know who Oregon's head coach is, right? It's Dan Lanning, the former Georgia defensive coordinator. And so I'm not saying he's got the keys to the nuclear code. I'm not saying he has it all figured out. But he does know the personnel. He does know their strengths and weaknesses. And he is a guy that defensively has been an elite defensive coordinator. What I also find very interesting about this game Mario Cristobal, the reason that Mario Cristobal, everybody's excited about him at Miami is because he is a hyper elite recruiter. And so while the stats don't back it up, Oregon probably has the most defensive talent that Georgia is going to see all year. Oregon has a first round a linebacker, Noah Sewell, is going to be a first round pick, brother of Panay Sewell, who plays for the Detroit Lions. They have another five-star at linebacker Justin Flo in his third year. They have a five-star at corner in Dante Manning. They have a, a transfer from Colorado named Christian Gonzalez, who people think will be a first-round pick. So you're talking about three, four, five-stars, three, four potential first-rounders on that defense. And I do think they can give Georgia fits. Now, do I think they can win? I don't, and it's for one simple reason. We all know who, who Oregon's starting quarterback is, right? It's former Auburn quarterback Bo Nix. Not sure if you know this, but Auburn plays Georgia every year, and on top of Bo Nix struggling, on top of him transferring, he really struggled against Georgia. Just for fun, I looked up the stats. Maybe it isn't fun. In three starts against Georgia, completed 55% of his passes, one touchdown, two interceptions, and his, team, his team's averaged 10 points per game and he went 0-3. And so when I look at this game, I just think he is the worst possible person to have at quarterback when you're playing Georgia because Georgia is so fast, so aggressive. You can't have a guy that ad-libs and, and, and gets creative. You just got to get. You just gotta be smart, be fundamental, don't make mistakes, and Bo Nix is a mistake waiting to happen. So when I look at this game, final score projection for me, 27-13. to 13. I'll give Bo Nix a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. 27-13, a Georgia win. That would be an Oregon cover. My best bet in this game, though, my favorite bet, the over-under is set at 53. I like the under in this game. By the way, all my picks are at Aaron Torres online. Also, uh, Aaron Torres pod Instagram page. Uh, we put up our picks there every single week. Let's go to a game. I'll tell you this. I don't know on the national radar how excited people are about this one. It is the single most intriguing game to me, though, I think of week one. That is Utah going to Florida. And if you listen to this show, you know darn well, I have Utah in the college football playoff. But what I would also say about this coming in, first of all, the Florida perspective, I'm so fascinated by Billy Napier. He's, of course, the former Louisiana head coach, came to Florida. We all saw the picture of that support staff. But this is a guy that I think he's exactly what Florida needed. He's about discipline, accountability, culture, um, you know, structure. And coming off the Dan Mullen era, that's exactly what Florida needs. And I think he's going to be really good. But when I look at it from the Utah perspective, I do believe, I truly believe this, that it is a scenario where Utah, I think, might have more pressure on them than anyone in college football this weekend. And let me explain why. One, they're a team that wants to go to the playoff and a team coming off a Rose Bowl win or Rose Bowl loss to Ohio State, excuse me, that believes they can go to the college football playoff. So if you lose this one, you're probably not going to the playoff because you still got at Oregon, at UCLA and USC on the schedule. That's probably not happening. But beyond that, I, I do think there's something to be said about the state of the Pac-12. And we don't know what the future of the Pac-12 is going to look like without USC and UCLA. But I bring it up because 
in this new world, whether there's an expanded playoff or not, and we're going to get to that in a minute, even if there's an expanded playoff, all that means is more teams from the SEC, more teams from the Big Ten. And so if the Pac-12, whatever's left of it, if they want respect on the national scale, then you know what? This is a game you got to go out and win. Because the only way you're going to get respect, you're never going to make the money that the Big Ten and the SEC are making. The only way to get respect is to win these marquee games. I don't think, I don't think Oregon can beat Georgia in Atlanta. But Utah is a three-point favorite in the Betfred Sportsbook. This is a game you have to have. And so when I look at this one, I think Utah has the most pressure on them. I'll also say this. I think Utah, I, I, I don't think they're going to feel pressure going into the swamp. Now, it's obviously on the road, tough place to play. And in general, I don't love betting road favorites. I think anybody who's followed me, my betting picks, whatever, uh, they, they know that, you know, they know where I kind of stand on all that. But I do think this is the right matchup for Utah, and let me tell you why. Going on the road, what's the best way to quiet a crowd, right? You go in there, you run the ball right at them, and you, you take the crowd right out of the game. Well, Utah, last year, number 13 nationally in rushing over 200 yards per game. Florida really struggled to stop the run, which is an important variable here. 86th nationally, ironically, Florida's best linebacker transferred. You know where he's playing this year? He's playing at Utah. How about that for a plot twist? And so when I look at Utah, they run the ball so well, Florida couldn't stop the run. And even if Billy Napier is a guy that I think is going to have this program improved, I don't think it's this season. I don't think it's right away. I don't think it's right now. Utah's going to come in, veteran group. They, they scored 34 or more points in nine of their final 10 games. I think they do whatever they want against this Florida team. I think Utah wins pretty convincingly. I like the three. Utah wins, I will say, 27-20 in the swamp. Let's keep it going. How about this for a top 25 matchup? Okay, how about this for a top 25 matchup? Imagine if I had told you a year ago, Cincinnati will be coming off a playoff appearance and Arkansas is going to be ranked in the top 20 coming off a nine-win season. You would have thought I was crazy. Only that's exactly what we have in Fayetteville as Cincinnati goes to Arkansas, six-and-a-half-point underdog. Cincinnati is. Arkansas is a six-point favorite. And I'm not going to beat around the bush. I, I, I like Arkansas in this game, and let me explain why. Cincinnati, I don't think people realize how much Cincinnati lost off last year's team. Do you know that of the, of the schools with the most players picked in last year's NFL draft, number one was Georgia, 15 players. Number two was LSU. Number three was Cincinnati. Not Alabama, not Texas, certainly, not Texas A&M, not uh, Florida, not Ohio State, not Michigan. It was Cincinnati. And so you look at Cincinnati last year. I'm not, I'm not trying to discredit what they did, but a lot of things broke right. A lot of veterans came back, a lot of really talented players. Five of their, their guys that were drafted went in the top 100. They had a really good team last year, at least the front line. And so I don't think Cincinnati is a program, and it's no fault of their own, that can just reload after you lose not only NFL-caliber players, but high-end NFL-caliber players like they did five picks, as I said, in the top 100 of the NFL draft. And so when I look at this game, what it really comes down to is this. Cincinnati's young. They don't have the dudes. But then beyond that, you go back to that college football playoff game last year, and I know they're playing Alabama. But you could tell on drive number one, Alabama just ran the ball right at Cincinnati, and Cincinnati just wasn't big, wasn't strong, wasn't physical enough to match Alabama. Well, Arkansas, under Sam Pittman, has taken on that identity as that big, tough, physical team that the Razorbacks are. They have basically their entire offensive line returning, and then in the front seven defensively, they added some really nice pieces through the portal. Drew Sanders, former five-star who played at Alabama. Uh, Landon Jackson, a former high four-star, low five-star that played at LSU. Arkansas, I think they take care of business. It's not a criticism of Cincinnati. I do think Arkansas does win. Uh, I'll say 31, uh, 28 to 14 Arkansas wins Woo pig suey big pig invasion baby let's keep it going really quick just go to the games on Sunday uh, LSU Florida State I would say of every game this weekend I just have no idea what to make of this one 
LSU is a three-point favorite in the Betfred Sportsbook, and it's just a total stay away to me. I, I, I can't, you know, I can sit here and lie and pretend that I have a strong opinion just to do it, but I'd be lying to you, right? Is I look at this game, and this is what I see. I see an LSU team. We don't even know who their quarterback's going to be. Brian Kelly has not announced it yet. But on top of that, what's interesting to me about this game, both teams' strengths go up against the other team's strengths on offense and defense. So LSU, we don't really know. The offensive line wasn't good last year. They couldn't run the ball. Their best running back is suspended for this game. And so they're going to want to pass the ball. Their best uh, group as a group is wide receivers. And so they're going to want to pass the ball. And so if they want to pass the ball, they're going up against a Florida State secondary, which is their strongest unit. Jamie Robinson, uh, safety, led the team in tackles, four interceptions last year. And overall, this is just the best group that they have at Florida State. Now, Florida State, on the other hand, they want to run the ball. They did it very effectively last week. Three different rushers with over 100 yards. That didn't include Jordan Travis, their, their quarterback, who can make plays with his feet as well. Well, they're going up against an LSU front seven that's not as deep as LSU historically has been, but B.J. BJ Ojolari, Mason Smith, they got some guys up front. This is going to be probably the best defensive front they see this year except for Clemson. And so because of it, total stay away to me. If I had to guess, I would probably lean LSU. One, the game's in New Orleans. Obviously, big home field advantage for LSU there. Um, two, I just think when I look at this, uh, I, I, you know, Florida State has not seen the type of talent that they're going to see in that front seven from LSU. Really interesting game. I would say, obviously, it'd be a great win for Brian Kelly to get off with a W here. But I would also say, if Florida State somehow pulls this off, this is going to be a huge momentum boost for Mike Norvell, their head coach. Final game, you know, Monday night, Clemson, they play Georgia Tech in Atlanta. It's technically a road game for Clemson, but what I would say about it being a road game is it's in essentially a neutral field because it's being played in the Atlanta Falcons Stadium. It's not being played on Georgia Tech's campus. This is another one. Clemson's going to win 22.5 point favorite. I just don't know by how much And as I've said on this show, I think the single most fascinating position in all of college football is the quarterback at Clemson. I've talked about it. You don't need me to repeat it. But DJ Uyla if he's the guy, he needs to do it right now. And if not, how soon do they go to Cade Klubnick, the backup? And what I said on the college football betting show, I believe that we will know by the end of the day on Monday, by the end of the game on Monday night, whether DJ's the guy or not. I don't, I don't think he's getting benched. They're going to win. But I think we're going to know if he is the guy or not. And we're going to know because he's either going to look much improved, much more accurate than last year, or it's going to be shaky, it's going to be a struggle. And then we're going to start to have the conversation about does Dabo have to make a move to go ahead and find somebody else, a quarterback likely Cade Klubnick, the backup Uh, five-star freshman. So no official pick on that game. Clemson's going to win. I'll say that that, that DJ isn't that guy. The Clemson defense is incredible. So I will say that Georgia Tech scores three points. I'll say 24-3 Clemson wins. I guess by technicality that is not a cover. I think Clemson wins, but I think that offense continues to struggle. All right, this is what I want to do. I do want to take a quick break. I want to come back. I want to talk about this crazy story out of left field that we may get a college football playoff expansion as early as today. I'll explain next. It is insane. We'll take a quick break. Be right back. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right, everybody. I'm back. Good to be back. Good to be back. I uh, want to switch gears. And I want to talk about a topic. You know, we've talked about quite a bit on the Aaron Torres Sports Podcast over the last couple of years. But it took a plot twist that I don't think anybody really expected on Wednesday. The topic is college football playoff expansion. And while we've been talking about expansion over and over and over again, really for, I want to say probably five, six years, ever since probably the first year or two of the college football playoff when it became clear four teams wasn't going to keep everybody happy when there's five power conferences, or at least there were at the time. We'll see if there are in about two or three years from now. But it's become clear for a long time that we are going to get college football playoff expansion at some point. And so the question over the last probably two years has become, when is it going to happen? How is it going to look? Are there going to be automatic bids? How many? Blah, 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 blah. Well, as we all know, nobody that leads college football, mainly the conference commissioners, can pretty much agree on anything. We've talked about it on this show many times. Greg Sankey, the commissioner of the SEC, has been in favor of 12. It felt like it was getting there. And then, of course, Texas and Oklahoma left the Big 12 for the SEC. It blew everything up. Nobody wanted to help the SEC. So 12 got completely pushed off the table. But now with USC and UCLA going, and with the Big 12 and the Pac-12 on the brink, it appears as though we are back on the forefront of college football playoff expansion. Still, that's not really what happened on Wednesday, though, when we did get an announcement that by today, literally today, end of day, heading into Labor Day weekend, we could have a 12-team college football playoff as soon as the 2024 season. It is unbelievable. It is surreal. And what's most interesting about it is the push to get this done ASAP didn't come from where you think it came from. It did not come from the conference commissioners. It did not come from the people leading college football. It instead came from the group of school presidents that are in charge of the conference commissioners. So the conference commissioners for the past two, three, four years have not been able to get anything done. And then all of a sudden, the presidents who oversee them said, you know what, if you guys can't do it, we're just going to do it ourselves. So later today, we will get a vote on college football playoff expansion, and one way or the other, we're going to find out if college football playoff expansion is going to happen as early as 2024. In other words, we'll get a four-team playoff this year, a four-team playoff next year, and then the year after, 24 months from now and change, we could have a 12-team college football playoff all because the presidents decided this is what they want. And so let's get into it. Let's break it down because this story is unbelievable. And you know, I got a lot of thoughts on it. First of all, I got to say this. Shout out to college sports. It is the most on-brand college sports thing to make a big, sweeping, incredibly like logistically complicated decision. And basically, and the decision hasn't been made yet, but, but whatever, to put it on the table with no real plan in place to see how it gets implemented, right? I mean, we got bowl dates set, we got uh, national championship sites set, we have all these dates set, all these stadiums booked, uh, we have no idea how we're going to pick the 12 teams, but we have these conference, uh, these school presidents saying, you know what, we're going to vote it in, potentially, and you guys can figure out all the details from here. So, I mean, you think about everything that is going to have to get done in the next 12 months, 18 months, 24 months, if this gets approved later today. It is absolutely insane, and it is so on brand for college sports, right? We did it with NIL. Waited, 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 had no answers. NIL is here, and no one has any idea what they're doing. Same with the transfer portal, and now we could potentially have it later today with the college football playoff where we just have this new playoff format, and nobody has any idea what it's going to look like. Now, I think the question a lot of you are probably asking, and I know I'm going in a lot of different directions, but just let me get my thoughts out. Why now? Why are the school presidents deciding 
that this is the time to go ahead and expand the college football playoff or at least discuss it and bring it to vote? Well, the answer is pretty straightforward. It's the reason all these decisions get made in college sports, and it is because of cold hard cash. The reports are, Ross Dellinger from SI was all over this, by the way, so credit to Ross Dellinger. But the reports are essentially that we're talking about a scenario where college football is leaving hundreds of millions of dollars on the table by sticking with four rather than going to 12. And so even if it's moving up the process, I should mention, I haven't mentioned yet, the, co- the current contract of the college football playoff ends in 2026. So that was at first thought, the first time that we could expand the playoff. But if it moves up, the reason it's being done is because there are clauses and stuff that can be kind of implemented where they get that money right away, right? And so if there's hundreds of millions of dollars sitting on the table, it makes sense to move this thing up rather than waiting till 2026. You know, the only thing that people love more than money is more money. And so you do some simple math, a couple hundred million dollars over two, three years that we wouldn't have had the playoff. That's hundreds of millions of dollars that are being made. The other reason it makes sense is because, you know, kind of the timing of everything has changed with college sports. One, 2024 is an important year. That's the first year that the Big Ten will be at 16 teams. UCLA and USC go in in 2024. And it's increasingly possible that Texas and Oklahoma could be in the SEC by 2024 as well, because we found out on Wednesday also that the Big 12 has started negotiating its next TV contract, which could allow Texas and Oklahoma to get out of that contract earlier. So you have the conferences being reshaped. And I think the other factor that has to be considered as well, I think all of the other conferences that aren't the SEC or the Big 10, they're all of a sudden more interested in expanding this playoff ASAP and getting something in place. Because if the Pac-12 or the Big 12 or the AAC or whoever, the sooner we get an expanded playoff, the sooner we know what it is, and the sooner that they're going to get, one, potentially a piece of the pie, but two, it does create a little stability, right? Like, under the first structure, the original idea behind a 12-team playoff, the top five conferences every year would get an automatic bid. I'm not saying that's what would happen in an expanded playoff in this scenario, but if it did happen, that all of a sudden gives much more stability to the Pac-12 to the Big 12, to the ACC with Clemson, Miami, Florida State, to the AAC with its remaining teams. And so I think it makes sense. And all of a sudden, I think people are more amicable, more agreeable to considering doing this. Now, the only reason that this could get shelved, a couple things. One, my understanding is it has to be a unanimous vote. I'd be lying if I said I knew exactly how many people were actually voting on this thing, but it has to be a unanimous vote. And so I do think that that one... Even one negative vote means that it gets pushed back. Now, it doesn't mean that it won't happen eventually, just that it wouldn't happen until 2026. I think there's a possibility that some people would just say, you know, again, we're not ready, dates are in place, deals are in place, and that last part is important. The current TV deal is in place till 2026, so I'm not enough of a uh, TV executive guru to know what would happen to the current TV contract. But I have to imagine, I'll be blunt, I have to imagine that ESPN, the exclusive TV partner of the current college football playoff, they wouldn't be very happy, right? Because ESPN currently has exclusive rights across the board for the college football playoff. If this thing gets expanded, they got to pony up hundreds of millions of dollars more to keep all of it. And so I'm not smart enough to know everything going on behind the scenes. But I have to imagine ESPN is probably like, no, 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 we're going to keep this at four teams right now. On top of that, I think some of these other entities, the bowl games and everything, are like, we're not ready to host a quarterfinal or whatever. And I think, again, I don't even think the conference commissioners really want it right away because then you've got to figure out, okay, what happens with conference championship games? When do we play the quarterfinals? What about the semifinals? What about this? What about that? And I think there's a lot of logistical things that I'm not totally sold that anybody is really excited about moving this thing up. Now, in terms of will it happen, will it not I really don't know because on the one hand, I think there is going to be pushback from ESPN. I think there is going to be pushback from some of these conference commissioners, probably even the the powerful ones that are like, we're not ready to figure this all out in the next year, year and a half. Um, and 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 I think there's the possibility that everybody just says, okay, this is an interesting idea, but let's push off. I also have been doing this long enough to know that when a story like this comes out and a vote is coming Friday, they don't put out this story 
to not have the vote come back the way that the people want the vote to come back. And so that's something that strikes me about this is the possibility that the vote comes back, you know, that we're going to expand because why have this report come out if they don't have any interest in expanding the playoff? So it's something to watch. Uh, And what I would just say about an expanded playoff, listen, we'll discuss when it actually happens. I've been very vocal on this show. I'm not in favor. I'm not excited for an expanded playoff. And I'm certainly not excited for an expanded playoff without knowing what the structure looks like. And I've said it many times. Is like, I think whatever expanded playoff that we get, it's probably going to include four or five SEC teams, three or four Big Ten teams. I'm sorry, I'm not excited about that. I watch all regular season to know who the best team is in the SEC, to know who the best team is in the Big Ten. In the very rare year where even the regular season and the conference championship game doesn't determine it, we kind of figure it out in the playoff. I don't need to see the fourth best team in the Big Ten competing for a championship when they've proven in the regular season they're not good enough. So I'll just tell you, I'm not excited about it, but I also know that it could be coming, and it would be ironic, right? Because I think a lot of the reason that USC and UCLA left is because of you know falling behind financially in the Pac-12, but also falling behind in the playoff conversation in the Pac-12 as well. The Big Ten gives you easier access. Same with Texas and Oklahoma and the Big 12. It was about money, but access was part of it. Now we could have a situation where the college football playoff gets expanded. So that's all I really have to say. Uh, we're going to find out much more in the next 24 hours. But by the time I come on this show on Tuesday, by the way, we're going to have a jam-packed show on Tuesday. I think it's at least possible that we have an expanded college football playoff. What a time to be alive. Speaking of what a time to be alive, how about this? It's September 2nd, and we already have our first Urban Meyer back-to-college rumor. I'm going to explain next. Take a quick break. I'll be right back. All right, everybody. I'm back. Good to be back. Good to be back. Final segment of the show. So good to be back. And so here's the deal. I know that on a normal Friday, we wrap with America's Favorite Podcast segment where Aaron was right, where Aaron was wrong, and I promise that next week, we will go ahead and bring back Aaron right, Aaron wrong. Two reasons we're not doing it today. The first one is there's just way too much to talk about. If you include all the announcements that led the show, there's just a lot going on for a Friday, considering Wednesday was a little bit of a slower show. Today, there is like more than enough stuff to talk about. And two, I also just feel like now that we're going to five days a week, it's not going to be a problem to find it. If we skip it for one week, the world will go on. So Aaron Wright, Aaron Wrong will return to uh, kind of end the week next Friday. But for today, for right now, heading into week one, we are instead going to turn our attention to a topic that we love on this show, a topic that you guys and girls love as consumers, and that is a good old juicy college football coaching room. Now look, here's the deal. I don't necessarily talk about all of these rumors, but again, you guys love them. If they come from a credible source, if I think that they're interesting, we're going to discuss. And what I will tell you is, I actually think the rumors are really going to be rampant, insane, intense this this season for one specific reason. There is a former three-time national championship winning head coach that is currently on the sidelines, currently doing TV for Fox Sports and Big Noon Kickoff. His name is Urban Meyer. And it did not even take until week one of the season. We're not even at week one. And we already have our first Urban Meyer coaching rumor. Boy, oh boy, let's get right into it. And so the rumor came on, I guess it would have been Wednesday afternoon or Wednesday morning into Wednesday afternoon, really picked up steam late Wednesday into Thursday. And it came from Dan Patrick, national radio host, blah, 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 Fox Sports Radio, 9 to noon Eastern time. Dan Patrick, pretty plugged in guy. He's been doing this a long time. And I don't know exactly how the name Urban Meyer came up, but Dan Patrick sure did have some interesting things to say about Urban Meyer. Here is what Dan Patrick said on the Dan Patrick Show. He said, I had some correspondence with my college football source. He said on Wednesday, Dan Patrick, we were talking about Meyer, and I said, could you see Urban Meyer getting back into coaching? You know what my source said? So-and-so, I guess Paul Pabst, who's his executive producer, is on to something with Nebraska. Here is the money quote. Let's say Nebraska could be in play for Meyer, maybe. 
Apparently, in the conversation, Dan Patrick also mentioned that Arizona State, currently coached by Herm Edwards, could be in the conversation. And so, again, it is not even week one, and we already have our first Urban Meyer coaching rumor. Let's break it down, and let me explain to you why. I I don't know about Arizona and Nebraska specifically, but I do believe this report, and I'm just going to be honest. I believe that at some point in the next decade, next couple years, Urban Meyer is going to be a college football coach again, so let's get into it. So first of all, um, you know, I, I think whenever we see a report like this, it is important always to note where did it come from, who's saying it, all that good stuff. To me, Dan Patrick, who's been in the business for 30 or 40 years at this point, that's a lot different than sliced bread over on the Bro Bible message boards, okay? Dan Patrick has been doing this for a long time, and while he's not a college football insider, I do think it's important to note one simple thing. If you remember back to COVID, Dan Patrick, whoever his source or sources are in the Big Ten, he was like two or three days ahead of all of the other college football insiders. Remember when uh, there were two or three college football insiders, I won't name names, but you all know who they are. They were, oh, they, they were basically the mouthpiece of Kevin Warren. Well, Dan Patrick was like a day or two ahead of all of them. He was the first one to really go out and say, I believe for sure this season is getting canceled. If you remember, he was the one that had the, the, the information that ended up being correct, that Nebraska was really one of the schools that was really pushing to play, that Iowa was really pushing to play that year. And so I don't remember all the details, but I do believe that Dan Patrick, um, you know, I, I think there is something to it. And what I would also say is, I do think Urban Meyer wants to coach, right? I mean, we, we now have a 15-year track record. Urban Meyer, he doesn't stay at jobs for a long time, but the most unhappy that he is. Now, he doesn't strike me as a super happy guy when he's coaching, but the most unhappy he is is when he's not coaching. Left Florida, did TV for a year, immediately goes to Ohio State, leaves Ohio State, does TV for a year or two, then goes to the NFL, doesn't work out in the NFL, now he's back in TV. Urban Meyer is 58 years old. You think he's going to do TV for the next 20 years? Because I don't think so. And so to me, I do think Urban Meyer is going to check out the landscape. The landscape is going to check out Urban Meyer. And as I said, I think eventually there's going to be something to it. Now, as for these two teams specifically, let me let me just say a couple things. One, Arizona State, let's just go ahead and cross them off the list, okay? Uh, Ar- Urban Meyer to Arizona State, we will have Martians land on, the mo- Martians for, uh, land on planet Earth. We will go back to a two-team BCS format before we go to a 12-team college football playoff before Urban Meyer goes to to Arizona State. The thing that strikes me about that is a couple things. One, Urban Meyer is going to go to a place where he can win a national championship. He's not going anywhere where he cannot compete at the highest levels. It was funny. I don't think I talked about it on this show, but somehow in the middle of the summer, there was like a report in one of the local Ohio newspapers over the summer that Bowling Green could potentially be an option for Urban Meyer down the road. That was his first head coaching job. Maybe he goes back there and kind of comes full circle and retires. And it's like, Urban Meyer's not going back to Bowling Green. Urban Meyer's not going somewhere where maybe he can win the MAC, but then he's going to play two or three bye games against the Big Ten and get destroyed. And he's not going to Arizona State, especially in this new climate in college football where NIL is a factor. I'm telling you, I know the Arizona State kind of culture, ecosystem. I have a lot of people that I know there. They're behind in NIL. They don't have the insane boosters that are going to do anything to put a team on, on, on a winning field. And then on top of that, I mean, is Urban Meyer going to go to a place where we don't even know as of right now today what conference they're going to play in, uh, if they're going to have access to the postseason? It's not going to happen. And then finally, with, from the Arizona State perspective, what I can say is the place is really poorly run, at least the athletic department. Remember, the athletic director is Herm Edwards' former agent, has kept Herm Edwards on probably two or three years longer than he should have. And I can tell you, like at Arizona State, they don't even have the competence or intelligence. I don't know if intelligence isn't the right word. I don't want to ins- insult anybody's intelligence. They, don't, they, they wouldn't even think to call Urban Meyer, let alone have the you-know-what to actually pull off Urban Meyer. So let's just take Arizona State off the table. Now, from the Nebraska perspective, I could kind of sort of see it, and let me explain why. I do think Nebraska, as I said on Monday's show, it's never going to be 1994 again. It's never going to be Tommy Frazier and Amon Green and and, and Lawrence Phillips. But at the same time, as I said on Monday's show, in the NIL era and the transfer portal era, and as we just discussed a minute ago, the 12 to 16 team playoff era, 
Is there a scenario where Nebraska can finish in third place in the Big Ten, get into an expanded playoff? I think so, and I do think if this job comes open, and I do think that it probably will, I think it's probably going to be more appealing than a lot of people think it is. I think there's a lot of people that are like, Nebraska thinks it's 1994 and they should be competing for championships. I mean, I talk to Nebraska fans. You guys comment on my, my YouTube channel. You guys send me private messages on Twitter and Instagram. I don't get the sense that any Nebraska fans want it to be 1998 again and, and, and competing. I mean, they want it. I don't think most expect it, though. And so from the Nebraska perspective, I could kind of see both sides, right? I mean, you want to get back to the top. There is one coach that guarantees you to get back to the top. But let's never forget, Bo Pelini was also there. Bo Pelini was hard to deal with. He did not jive well with that Nebraska fan base. And so I could kind of see the scenario where, uh, you know, Nebraska wants to win, but do they really want to bring in Urban Meyer to do it? I don't know. And again, I think it'd be very interesting to note what kind of candidates could potentially be available if that job opens up. By the way, keep in mind, Matt Rule, Carolina Panthers head coach. He could be out of a job looking to get back into college football. Had a ton of success at Baylor. Could he be a candidate at Nebraska? Matt Campbell at Iowa State. You could go on and on. I'm just saying I think there's going to be interesting candidates. So I can't sit here and say that Nebraska would want Urban Meyer, that Urban Meyer would want Nebraska. But to kind of put a bow on this, what I would say is it speaks to something that I have been adamant about even before Urban Meyer got fired by the Jacksonville Jaguars. I believe Urban Meyer is going to be a college football coach again before it's all said and done. And if you listen to all these other talking heads and whatever, blah, 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 I think some of them, you know, they, they just don't think critically. First of all, Urban Meyer is only 58 years old, okay? Urban Meyer is 58 years old. Nick Saban is about to be 72 years old. So Urban Meyer's got a runway of about 12 to 15 years that he could still do this at a pretty high level. And as I said a minute ago, I don't think he wants to do TV for the next 10 years, be a grandpa and retire. He's Urban freaking Meyer. He's a competitor. He's the biggest, you know, like you ask people that have been around him. They've never seen anyone who handles losing less, who needs to compete, who needs to be challenged at the highest level. People talk about his competitiveness in a way that I've never heard really anybody talk about uh, such a thing. So I do think that he, he is going to coach again. And as I've said many times, I think there's an awful lot of schools that wouldn't even, you know, consider it, right? Like USC a few years ago when, when Clay Helton, we all kind of knew it was going to be over. It came out pretty publicly. Their, their, their school president was just like, we're not doing it. We're not touching him. We're not having the conversation. We're not talking to his agent. We're not anything. So USC's out of the picture. Obviously, we know that for years, Notre Dame was a dream job. Notre Dame's not taking Urban Meyer, and they obviously have Marcus Freeman. But I'm just saying, Notre Dame is the type of job that would never even call Urban Meyer, and that's okay. Every candidate isn't right for every job. But there are other schools that I absolutely think are going to make the call because I do think there are some schools, maybe like Nebraska, maybe, as I've said many times, like Texas. They're just tired of losing. They're tired of getting their brains beat in, and they want to compete at the highest level. And there is only one guy available that guarantees if you hire him today, within two years he is going to have you competing at the highest level, and that is Urban Meyer. And so to me, at some point, somebody is going to bite the bullet because he is the only guy that guarantees that. And at the end of the day, most of these schools, they can put on a front about academics and this and that. They just want to win football games. And you know what the interesting thing that I think about all the time is? Especially now in this NIL world, where boosters have more power than ever, where collectives have more power, where collectives are now putting together a recruiting class more than the coaching staff is, where collectives have more say than many administrators do, if the, even if the president says no, even if the AD says no, you know what the boosters are going to do? Boosters are just going to get another AD to get the guy that they want, which is Urban Meyer to coach their football team. Look at what just happened at Auburn last week. Auburn's AD basically, they just didn't renew his contract because he went out, he got Brian Harson. the Auburn boosters didn't want Brian Harson. They said, okay, you got your hire, we're not giving you a new contract. And so I'm getting off the rails here, but the point that I'm trying to make is in this NIL world, I think boosters are going to have more control than, than ever before. And boosters are fans. And fan is short for fanatic. And fans just want to win, baby. And so I do believe that someone, like I said, he's not going to be for everybody. I think somebody's going to take a plunge. Maybe not this offseason. Maybe not next offseason. Maybe it is this offseason. But at some point, there's going to be some program. Maybe Texas. 
maybe Florida State, maybe Nebraska, that is just tired of losing, tired of getting their brains beat in and say, you know what, there's only one guy that guarantees to get us back to the top of college football. Let's go get that guy. Urban Meyer, baby. Urban Meyer. Rumor season is back, and it is better than ever. All right, with that said, I do think it is time for me to get out of here. What a show. And let me wrap just by saying what I continue to say to all you guys and girls. Cannot thank you all enough for the support that you've given me, okay? I I could go on and on, but the things that I mentioned, our partnership now, our, 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 you know, everything that we're doing, Betfred Sportsbook, Bracket, these things are not possible without you guys and girls, without your support. And so as we get out of here, as we go into the holiday weekend, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for everything. Thank you for what you do for me. Thank you for enjoying and sharing and talking about the show. And as I said, the best is yet to come. So excited to keep this going. If you're not subscribed to the Aaron Torres Sports Podcast, I'll tell you this. There is no time like the present to do so. Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Music, wherever you listen to podcasts, make sure that you are subscribed to the Aaron Torres Sports Podcast. Also, make sure to rate and review the show. Go ahead, give us a quick five stars. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, all that good stuff. Make sure you're following on social media, at Aaron underscore Torres, at Aaron Torres pod on Instagram. Aaron Torres podcast questions at gmail.com, baby. Aaron Torres podcast questions at gmail.com. That is all for today's show. It is time to get out of here. Shout out to Torrent Craig. Shout out to Rachel, who hates my voice. Shout out to JJ Reddick, you F-head. Unblock me, dude. We'll be back on Tuesday. Enjoy the holiday weekend. We'll be back on Tuesday. And remember, go to the YouTube channel. Full episodes there. Segments there. Clips there. Plus the normal Aaron Torres podcast. We will be back on Tuesday. A lot to react to. Have a good weekend, everybody. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.